The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series? Then do we have a podcast for you? Hello, everyone. I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Dead of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. Which I try to remember from week to week. Try being the operative word. Without further ado, here's our recap of last week's chapter of The Dead of Time. second that just was not well because every time we do the clap it's like clap 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 (laughs) it's 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 terrible i love you i know and i love you too sometimes just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but anyway this is the live maidenhead episode that we've been promising for so so long and as we already told our patrons a little earlier you guys are coming in a little late uh not by choice but sorry not sorry uh, we hit 100 patrons, and we said that if we hit 100 patrons, we would do a live episode recording together. And we are actually at 125 patrons now, so it happened. Yeah, Hannabeth, that is the exact same face that Kat had. Um, also, Hannabeth is joining us on mute so that she can just witness the magic of us actually like recording live so that she gets to laugh and, you know, see Kat's reactions as they happen. Okay, I, I swear to God, Kat, I thought that was the microphone that you were plugging back in, and I was like, <laughs> no! I will murder you. Computer charger, it's Computer fine. Computer charger, that is fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is an extraordinarily long chapter, so we will do our best not to digress too horrifically. So, Kat, what happened was... Oh, God. Shiz balls. <laughs> Oh my god, what? I've been doing so good and I just read a comment that somebody praised me for doing really well and now I can't remember. You took notes! Well, you used to have... Okay, so this is... Let's see where this starts. Um, so, since we're here, we'll quickly go through chapter 54. Maya and Lily hang out at the Gryffindor table for breakfast. Um, uh, Maya informed everybody that she took literally every class she could to get OWLs and got them all. Lily was all excited that she was thought she was going to hit the record with nine, but then it turns out that Sirius also got nine because he was tutoring people. So hilarious. He ended up doing really well. Um, also, she, uh, Maya found out that Sirius wants to be an Auror, and uh, Remus didn't do very well in potions, so he's just focusing in on defense. Um, Sirius played a prank on prongs that made him come to breakfast with antlers, which was very, very funny. Um, and then they had a defense class with Professor Scrimgeour, whose voice I kind of remember. Anyway, so they're all hanging out, talking about, you know, how great the class is. 
and um, talking about how they think Scrimgeour is there to try and get Dumbledore to join the Ministry and chase off Voldemort. Um, and then... Ba -ba 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 -ba, Maya went to... Dumbledore. Oh my god, this was a really long episode. Maya went to Dumbledore to go say, yo, shit's about to happen. Please let me change things. And he goes, nah, bro. Thanks. I'm good. Um, and then flash forward to the boys' dormitory, where Sirius is all pissed off because he found out that Filch stole his cigarettes, and then he went into his pack to get more cigarettes. And then it turns out that all of his friends had been stealing his cigarettes. And so, to deflect, uh, Sirius is like, or Remus, no. James James had stolen the cigarettes. James deflected by saying that Sirius had stolen Remus's chocolate and then had given pumpkin pasties to Peter to keep him quiet. Then they all kept going around blaming each other on things and trying to throw things off. And then they told Sirius that Peter had been drinking his fire whiskey. And then Sirius got very upset. And they all thought it was finally over because technically Remus and James had been the ones stealing the cigarettes in the first place that started this whole fight. And then Peter blurts out that both Remus and Sirius had had sex with Maya. And then Jamie turned into a stag in the middle of the dormitory. And then Sirius turned into his dog form. And poor Remus is sitting there going, I can't change it, Will! I can't change it, Will! And, um... Uh... They both stared down the face of an angry stag as it charged forward. And that's where we left off. Sound familiar? Yeah. Good. And then you started freaking out at the end because you were like, wait, <laughs> Maiden Head starts here and I forgot. Yes. Yes. This is, so that is the, this chapter picks up damn near exactly where uh, the last chapter stopped. And we have an author's note, too, which is very exciting. So, author's note. I had so much fun writing the following chapter, and it's something you've been requesting for a long time. The inevitable confrontation between James Sirius and Remus. Enjoy! I give credit uh, for the idea of the cha chapter title, and the wise of it, to my husband, who had me laughing for a good ten minutes before I sat down to write this scene. We love Shia's husband. He is the source of everything that is good about Sirius Black. Cool. You ready? Yes. Let's do this. Wait, wait. Other hand. <laughs> We both have Clottas, and uh, I got Cat her Clotta, and so now we do the... Yeah. And then the rings hit. She fake proposed to me with it, because this was I before did. boys and how we thought we were going to be alone for the rest of our lives. Yes, yes, my heterosexual life partner. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Anna Beth's just sitting there laughing at us. I love this. Chapter 55, Maidenhead. September 2nd, 1976. It did not matter what Dumbledore said. Oh, God damn it. It goes back to Maya. We leave the boys in the lurch. It did not matter what Dumbledore said. She knew she could not outright tell people what the future had in store because it would endanger herself and everyone around her. But who was to say that she could not find out new information? She did not, for instance, know for a fact that the current Slytherin students were already marked Death Eaters. If she could find out, then it would only be her proper duty as a student to report such things perhaps to McGonagall, instead of Dumbledore directly. Maya spent her day attending the rest of her classes, grinning brightly as Lily helped her catch up with arithmancy. Her afternoon was spent studying outside by the beech tree near the lake, enjoying what few mo moments of peace were afforded to her. Few moments of peace. Enjoy them. Mainly because your brother just found out that you would dirty, dirty hoe. Um... <laughs> What are you talking about her and not me? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking... You're not a dirty, dirty hoe. I know. 
But the way you looked at me, like, enjoy it is kind of like, what are you talking about? Fight me. After completing her homework, she began planning out ways to find out if Snape, the Caros, and any seventh-year Slytherins had taken the dark mark. After a few moments of proper plotting, she felt guilty for giving Harry such a hard time back in her original sixth year, when he had been so intent on discovering if Draco Malfoy was an initiated Death Eater. Plot twist! He was! <laughs> she had thought Harry was paranoid, having Dobby and Creature follow Draco around Hogwarts, slipping out of the tower to spy on him from beneath the cloak! She rushed back up to Gryffindor Tower with a plan formulating. She could borrow Jamesy's, uh, Jamesy's, James's cloak and slip inside the Slytherin common room and observe the future Death Eaters. The moment she caught a glimpse of the branded forearm, she could tell. No, wait. She couldn't tell anyone, because then she would have to explain uh, where she was when she saw it. Hmm. Maybe she could verify that they had the dark mark and then charm their robes to slip up their sleeves in front of a professor? Either way, she still needed her brother's help. Jamie, I need to borrow the cloak for... Maya began as she entered the boys' room, but the rest of her sentence became stuck in her mouth as she scanned the scene in front of her, shocked. The dorm room looked like someone had attacked it with several blasting hexes. There were large, there were large punctures in the stone wall, resulting in crumbling rocks and dust piled on the floor. The curtains around at least two beds were torn completely from the posters. One of the mattresses had been upended and had a long gash down the middle with feathers and fluff billowing out of it. A strangely unfamiliar chill blew across the room as a breeze slipped in through the broken window in the corner. Long claw and scuff marks scratched the uh, floor at her feet where she could also see drops of blood. What in the name of Merlin happened here? These two... two fuckers... Had sex with my sister, James slurred from the corner of the room. That's what bloody well happened. Say what? All of that? <clears throat> These two, two fuckers had sex with my sister. Oh, so it wasn't them that did it. It was him that did it because he's mad. They defiled his baby sister. Okay, got it. That's not where my <laughs> head was at. Just I like, was like, wow, that is insane to cause all that damage. <laughs> um, she turned and looked at her brother, who was sitting on the floor with his wand held upright. In the other hand was a half-empty bottle of fire whiskey, from which he was struggling to take a drink. James looked angry and rumpled, but otherwise healthy and intact. Maya followed his glare across the room where Sirius and Remus sat, their backs against the stone wall. They looked distinctively worse. She attempted to rush to their sides, pulling out her wand to check them, but Remus held up a hand, silently pleading with her to stay exactly where she was. The way James leveled his wand up a little higher told her exactly why it would not be prudent to get closer to the other two boys. Remus looked exhausted and guilty, holding one hand over his ribs through his ripped, blood-soaked jumper. He was also sporting a keep- Hearing my nails, like, yep, you hear that. That's my nails. I'm not farting. I promise. <laughs> and Hannah Beth is now dying. It's because I have polish on my toes. What does that have to do with anything? It makes them squeaky. All right, I'll stick my feet out straight. <laughs> Poor Hannah Beth. This is the crap she puts up with and has to pull out of the podcast. Um... 
He was also sporting a very lovely shade of red alongside his right eye that, without the werewolf healing factor, could turn purple by tomorrow morning. Sirius was much worse off. His lip had been split clean open, and the right sleeve of his white shirt was soaked in blood. Maya frowned at the sight of it, instinctively stepping forward to help once more, only to have Sirius be the one to try and keep her back. Uh, kitten, it might be best if you stay away for the moment. He's not exactly in the right state of mind, Sirius gestured to James. At least, the fire whiskey has made it harder for him to stand up and punch us. It doesn't help that his wand hand is still steady, though. You'd be surprised the amount of things prongs can do while properly intoxicated. She looked at her brother, mouth agape in shock, as he managed to take a long swig from the bottle while glaring at his friends, wand arm exactly as Sirius said, completely steady. Jamie, you've kept them all at wand point. This is ridiculous. James pulled the fire whiskey bottle from his mouth, some of the liquid spilling onto his shirt as he shook his head. They can't be trusted. Gotta keep them here. They're your best friends, and they can be trusted, she snapped, as she moved forward to steal away the bottle. James dove to the side to protect it, tucking the bottle and his wand to his chest. It spoke volumes that Remus and Sirius did not take the opportunity to make a run for it. When Maya stepped to the side to try and get a better angle, James sat back up, the bottle tucked under his armpit, and his wand hit. Uh, wand held back up. They're thieves, he yelled as he pointed his wand at Sirius and Remus, letting out a sad little sob. Stole my sweet Maya's maidenhead. <laughs> Maya blanched. Ew, don't say maidenhead. It's... Oh! <laughs> That's what they're calling it? Uh... <laughs> Watching Annabeth like wow. die on the other screen. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I actually think I like that better. <laughs> it sounds more like what's the word? Less raunchy than more eloquent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having flashbacks to a, a high school when we went on a school trip with a girl, and I was like, "What? You got regular Coke instead of cherry Coke?" She goes, "Yeah, I don't like cherries. That's why I don't have one." And I was like. Oh, okay. Well then, <laughs> and it was the first time I'd ever heard it called that. And I was like, ah. <laughs> but yeah, no maidenhead. Maidenhead has been destroyed by this story. <laughs> okay, that's actually the most suitable word for it. Remus muttered soberly, looking exasperated. We've been through several others, and this is the least horrible. Believe me. She had known that James would react this way when he eventually found out about either Remus or Sirius. Of course, she had hoped he would not find out about both of them. She thought she had been cautious when it came to her boys, but clearly something had happened tonight that she was not expecting. Now all she could try to accomplish was damage control. Jamie, Maya said as she knelt down in front of him, I appreciate the big brother protective act here, but you can't punch your friends. You're drunk and not thinking clearly. Not drunk, James muttered, <laughs> looking far too smug, especially since one of his eyelids was drooping. Yeah, that's like when you're sick and you're like, I'm fine. I'm I fine. I am good. <laughs> I'm totally fine to come to work, guys. But, um, 
He didn't start drinking until after he beat the shit out of us. Sirius snarled, wincing as he looked at his split lip. Can't exactly hold a bottle with a hoof, now can you? Remus added. Not with that attitude. (laughs) You can hold anything if you try hard enough. I'm just watching. I'm like picturing a stag running around with like a wand in its mouth, just going like... Swish and flick. It's like a head whoosh and a nod. Anyway. (laughs) Nonverbal spells. Very important. (laughs) You attacked them in animagus form? Maya's eyes widened as she examined the room once more. Suddenly, all of the damage made a lot more sense. The room was large as it needed to house four boys and all of their furniture, but Prongs was a massive, full-grown stag. She was certain the span of his antlers would not even allow him to fit his head between the posters on the bed. "'Cause they're animals. Both of James accused. "'They took your maidenhead!' "'Stop saying maidenhead!' Maya shrieked. "'No one took anything from me, and there certainly was not a they in the first moment. Thank you.' "'Yeah, well, we're not the only person who steals things, are we?' "'No.' We are not. Oh, you're good. Because if we all remember, James Potter happened to steal Grandma Black's opal ring at one point. And speaking of Grandma Black's opal ring, God damn it, Kat, you're so fucking smart. She's so much better at advertising than I am. And that being said, we are now advertising for a actual replica of Grandmother Black's opal ring designed by Kat Butler and Shia Lani in tandem. It is Shia approved and Kat now has the rights to sell it herself. She will be providing an Etsy listing on our page where you can actually go and buy your own Grandmother Black's opal ring. Be sure to reach out to Kat and let her know that you heard about it from the Fire Whiskey and Honey podcast to get a nice big discount on your ring. If you reach out to her, she can get it set up. The ring is gorgeous. I want one. Do you want one? I want one. Of course I want one. They have... I want all the things. I want all of the things. But it does come with an absolutely stunning Australian opal. And I highly recommend taking a look at it. It is beautiful. Now I definitely need one since I'm a honorary Australian. (laughs) Because I like Vegemite people. Is it because you ate the fizz, whiz, whiz, fizz? Yeah, but I ate it wrong. I haven't eaten it correctly yet. But also, after it was corrected to whiz, fizz... I now, when I picture fizz whiz, it's like fizzy pee, because when you whiz on something, I just picture, I don't know why, I just heard fizz and whiz and it, or carbonated cheese, because that is also called whiz. Oh my god. There are a lot of things that are called whiz, and none of them should be combined. No. No. All right, and that was our one tangent. And Beth's rolling her eyes at us, but we love her. Of course she is. But yes, please reach out to Kat Butler. Check out the Etsy listing. It's very pretty. We highly recommend. And? Back to the story. And? And? No, we will do that in a minute. Quit ending me. And then? And then? (laughs) Great movie. Anyway. No one took anything from me, and there certainly was not a they in the first moment. Thank you. A strange flutter of images came into her mind, and she forced herself not to blush as she glanced over at Sirius and Remus, who must have been thinking the same thing. 
both were purposefully avoiding eye contact with one another and her. Awkward. <clears throat> You're so smart. Such a smart Maya. James smiled as he sat up, putting the bottle of fire whiskey down to pat Maya on the head. <laughs> it sounds like me when I'm drunk because I used to tell him, You're so smart. I should listen to you. <laughs> this used to be my thing all the time. Like, you'd just be like, Just eat your nuggets and shut up. Good times. James smiled as he sat up, putting the bottle of fire whiskey down to pat Maya on the head affectionately as though she were a cat. So glad you're my Maya sister. She sighed irritably, but allowed the affection because it seemed to be calming him down. I'm glad you're my Jamie brother. I'd prefer a sober brother, but you'll do. James laughed, hugged her, and picked up the bottle once again when she tried to grab it from his reach. Now, you tell me which one did it. Just point, and I'll curse him, he said calmly, waving his wand lackadaisically, which caused the other two marauders in the room to flinch. You can't curse them, Jamie. My Oh, sorry. <clears throat> you can't curse them, Jamie, Maya shouted, trying to snatch James's wand from him. She would prefer not to disarm him with a spell, though she was certainly not above doing so. Fine, James huffed with a pout. Then you point out which one did it, and I'll make sure he marries you. <laughs> Remus and Sirius both paled instantly. Maya shook her head in aggravation. Jamie, you're drunk. Give me the bottle. She lunged forward, grabbing the bottle of Ogden's finest out of his hand, ignoring the pathetic little whimper that escaped him. He sniffed at the open, she sniffed at the open top, taking a long drink from it herself and rolling her eyes when she heard Sirius whine as the last of his good whiskey slid down her throat. It was serious, wasn't it? James glared across the room. He's been crawling in your bed since first year. We were 11, mate, Sirius snapped. You were in the bed too. So was Remus. Aha! You admit it then. You've been planning this for that long, James yelled, and attempted to stand up, only to fall forward onto his hands. Jamie, calm down, Maya leant forward, reaching for his wand again, but he pulled it away just in time. I didn't take her bloody maidenhead, you drunken prat, Sirius growled, ducking slightly to the side as sparks flew haphazardly out of the wand, uh, out of the end of James's wand. James pulled away from Maya, tipping to the side and colliding with his trunk. Maya winced on his behalf, but he didn't seem to notice the injury. Instead, his focus turned on Remus. You! I fucking knew it! You did not... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> you did not, Prongs. You just finished saying you were certain it was Padfoot. Remus shouted back, recoiling at the sight of the mahogany wand aimed at his face. You're both equally to blame! James hollered. How do you figure that? Sirius act asked incredulously. Mooney's been shagging her for years. I only had her once. It doesn't matter. Whichever one of you took it, it really doesn't matter. You both went into the Forbidden Forest. So, like, it doesn't really matter. You're tunnel buddies now, guys. You, <laughs> you both went into the forest, and he's just mad about it. It really doesn't matter which one of you did the... 
the the popping of the Weasley's whatever fizzing wizard fizzing wizbies. Yes, there you go. Maya's mouth fell open as she spun on Sirius, half tempted to let her brother hex the hell out of him. Had me? I'm sorry. You had me? God, I hate that. It's like, I don't It's like when they tell you, I want to experience you. It's like, I am not a ride. I am not an Not a roller coaster. Yeah, like. I mean, roller coaster of emotions, yes. But. God, so bad. It's like, did it hurt when you fell from heaven, bitch? Not that I'm saying our one time was less than perfection, Sirius went on, as though Maya had not, was not currently stagging daggers into his head, or staring daggers into his head. I can't <laughs> Shut up. Claire can't read. <laughs> Claire cannot read. Um, Am I making you nervous? <laughs> you nervous? Oh my God. We used to do that. We just used to get like really far into our, each other's personal bubbles and ask if I was making you nervous, and now it's just to the point where there's no nervousness. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have it, so I can't be like, word, insert here. No, um, <clears throat> not that I'm saying our one time was less than perfection, Sirius went on, as though Maya was not currently staring daggers into his head. He gestured to Remus, certainly better than the total of your handful of little moments. Little? Remus asked, his eyes narrowing. Would you like me to get a pensieve and show you? You'll have to go down to the apothecary, though. I only have a couple dozen files for memories, and I'll need at least twice that to let you have an accurate portrayal. Fine. Sirius stood and glowered at Remus. When you're picking up your tiny files, he said, wiggling his pinky finger at him, pick up an extra large one for me, and I'll show you my memory and how she likes it when I... Oh, believe me, Remus darkly interrupted. I know better than anyone exactly what she likes. One thing she doesn't like, for sure, is her sexual preferences being shared in front of her drunken brother, Maya shouted. Which, same. <laughs> you don't have a brother. No, I don't. I mean, I have a brother-in-law, and I really don't want anything aired in front of him either. But uh, Maya shouted, brandishing her wand and aiming it at the two. Sirius and Remus had the grace to look properly scolded for their actions and threw an apologetic glance at her before glaring at one another and then turning their backs. Gryffindors are red and gold and not, not scarlet, James <laughs> muttered under his Ravenclaws are not gold. It's bronze. <laughs> James muttered under his breath like a petulant child. Maya rounded on her brother with wide eyes. Did you just inadvertently call me a scarlet woman? James Charles Potter. You know what's funny about the name James Charles Potter? He's also a candle. No. Oh. It has one name in common with somebody who I know and love dearly more than life itself. They're not here yet, though. Because... <laughs> Everybody. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> it's happening! Whoop. It's happening! Whoop. Not Say me. Hi. <laughs> Say hi, Jamie. For those of you listening on the podcast, I'm currently pointing at my abdominal region because the newest member of the pack, 
will be joining us at the end of May, beginning of June of next year. James Daniel Fierro is finally joining the Fire Whiskey and Honey Pack. Yay! And now we can sell Fire Whiskey and Honey onesies! And now we can sell Fire Whiskey and Honey onesies because I was waiting to sell those until I finally got pregnant. I thought it was going to happen a little faster, guys. But um, it's, it's very exciting. It has been an extremely long, very difficult, very emotionally exhausting journey to get here. But we are... Very, very excited. And those of you who have never seen Under the Tuscan Sun, you won't get this, but I'm going to be an auntie. I am going to be an auntie. <laughs> and she's very excited about it. Well, I am, because the first time you showed me that movie, when that happened, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I had to do it because I had to keep it because I did it. And yeah, so we are very, very excited. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who shared your experiences with Dealing with people who felt the need to comment on whether or not you had kids or whether you should have kids or when you were going to have kids and been there, done that, have the emotional scarring. And just thank you, everybody, for sharing that with us. It was it was big. So thank you. We love you guys. Now, to continue on with the show. It's a big show, guys. There's a lot of things going on. It's anyway dead of time. Anyway the dead of time. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. It's okay. Prager's brain. Yeah, also, now Hannah Beth can stop cutting out all the pregnancy references. <laughs> because that is also part of the reason why things have been a little spotty. Is because I was sick as shit for like two months and was dying. Because... <laughs> I am very happy to be pregnant. I am very excited to be here. Early pregnancy sucks ass, and I have no problem saying that. It is not a pleasant experience. Yes. She really wasn't eating rancid crab rangoon, people. I just pulled that out my butt. Like I had I was not eating rancid crab rangoons. I was not eating anything. (laughs) But anyway. I just pulled that out my butt. I was just I'm so proud of you. Yeah, well, I had to because I almost told somebody I wasn't supposed to tell them and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Reel them back but in. But then I was like, yeah, I think she's just eating really bad Chinese food. Yeah, <laughs> fine. And that's fine. Also, I did a Zoom call with Kat. I don't know if you guys remember, but for the anniversary, I said that she and I were going to exchange gifts. And we did. And her gift to me was really sweet and really well thought out and my gift to her was a t-shirt that said auntie and a little onesie that said what hello auntie that said hello auntie and then there was a aunt wine glass as well which is right there yes because i don't know where to put it and so i do have Catherine's reaction to finding out i was pregnant live and recorded and that will be uploaded when i am back in tennessee because i forgot to throw it on the google drive but that will be available, and that's actually going to be public for all of our fans to see, as will uh, parts of this chapter. We will cut out pieces so that people can see it on YouTube. But um, we are very, very, very excited. So, yay! We're finally having a baby! I mean, my husband has, <laughs> but... <laughs> And Beth is just like, what? What's happening? Yay! Now, this is our real digression for the episode. Anyway, the dead of time. I knew it was mine. I'm just kidding. Where the fuck was Where the fuck was it? Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Did you, unintent- did you inadvertently call me a Scarlet Woman James Charles Potter? What? 
James looked at her, genuinely confused. No, I called Remus a scarlet woman. Man, moon, moony, scarlet moony. Sirius stifled a laugh. Remus groaned. Why am I being singled out? Need I remind you that he stabbed both of us? Sirius gestured to his bleeding arm. Plus, I don't heal as fast as you. We're even. We're sharing this stupid punishment. You two already shared too much, if you ask me, James complained. <laughs> Sirius, clearly fed up, threw two fingers up at James and said, <clears throat> Well worth it. Sorry, for those of you listening on the pod, I had to put down the phone and hold up both middle fingers. It was great. Anyway, you're missing out. You should join Patreon. For a dollar a month, you get to see this shit, and it's hilarious. <laughs> um, James started forward, and Sirius ducked behind Remus with a yelp. But Maya jumped in between her brother and the other two, halting his movement by pushing on his shoulders lightly. The jolt to his motion caused his balance to recalibrate, sending him to the floor. Maya frowned and pinched the bridge of her nose as a headache loomed over her. Remus, go and ask Mary for a sober-up potion, please. The last time Jamie got this drunk, he woke up in the, br- uh, in the broom shed naked. <laughs> Forgot about that one. Uh, she most certainly did not want to see that again. He had ended up with a sullied reputation in splinters in terrible places. And she spent the day trying to convince everyone that her brother did not have strange broom fetishes. (laughs) I fucking love this chapter so much. No! James stood back up and glared at Remus. No one leaves. I have to keep my eye on him at all times. Because if I send Remus out of the room, he'll sneak off and have sex with me, Maya asked, rolling her eyes. You're right, James nodded, clearly not catching her sarcasm. I'll follow him. Okay, good. While you and Remus are gone, I'll stay in here. Oh, sorry, crap. I saw Sirius, so I assumed he was speaking. Okay, good. While you and Remus are gone, I'll stay in here and shag Sirius. James turned around so fast that he lost his footing again and fell back to the floor, though he still had his wand in hand and suddenly aimed it at Sirius. What the fuck are you trying to do? Oh, God, I am screwing everybody's voices up today. What the fuck are you trying to do, Maya? Sirius gestured to his bloody arm. This is not a Quidditch interview. This is where a fucking antler stabbed me. Right here. He pointed at it repeatedly. Stabbed me. Right here. Jamie, it's not your business who I'm intimate with, she insisted, ignoring Sirius's wailing in the background. Intimate? James scoffed, making the same face that he used when Tilly tried to feed him cabbage. Um, I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm pushing Cat out of the camera, but I'm just trying to be close to the microphone, guys. Anyway. Also, I just want to be close to you. Yes, I know. Doesn't everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Except right now, Corona. <laughs> Six feet! I'm just kidding. I know you don't have germs. It's Thank fine. you. Um, intimate, James scoffed, making the same face that he used when Tilly tried to feed him cabbage. Is that what Mooney called it when he corrupted you? At his words, both Sirius and Maya burst into laughter. James frowned. What's funny? (laughs) You think Mooney corrupted 
Maya. Sirius barked with laughter, cringing when the hysterics caused him pain. Remus scowled, crossing his arms over his chest. Should I be taking offense at this? Oh, Jamie. Maya smiled at her brother and then reached down while he was distracted, finally stealing his wand away from him. It's adorable, if not incredibly insulting, that you think I'm naive enough to let myself be corrupted at all, let alone by Remus, who dated me for almost a year before even kissing me. Which was very romantic, if I do remember, Remus muttered, as he continued to pout over the attack on his masculinity. Maya smiled sweetly up at him. You know what else about Maya is sweet? You know what else is romantic? Candles. 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 And wax melts. And wax melts that smell like Maya and are sweet. And this is your final, final reminder that Rin is hosting a uh, fire whiskey, honey, fire whiskey and honey code until the end of, actually, does it run into the beginning of December? December 1st it ends. December 1st, yes. And they already passed the deadline to get it in before Christmas, because it ended on the 23rd, I believe. So, so, no getting it in for Christmas, but I believe Rin and Elizabeth are actually running a... Black Friday. Black Friday special. They are bringing back all of the secret wax melt smells. They are going to be offering a whole lot of wonderful things that you should definitely check out. And... I by my wheel is spinning and the hamster keeps falling off. I hate pregnancy brain. Actually, did you know in Australia they call it placenta brain? Cool. Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. I, I, I hate the word placenta. Anyway, that's not important right now. What's important is wax melts and candles. All you cool cats and kittens, go buy some candles and wax melts. Never do that with my sunglasses again. But yes, go check out wax melts. Go check out candles. They all smell fucking fantastic. I'm pretty sure we just killed Hannah Beth. Um, actually, I think Hannah Beth is technically going to be this way when you're looking at the Zoom video. But one <laughs> one of these directions is where she is. But check them out. They're awesome. And if you put in the code how fire whiskey felt, that's what it is. How fire whiskey felt. That will give you 30% off your order, which is super exciting. Also, all of the Christmas smells are freaking fantastic. Like, like, oh, so good. You know that face that Emma Stone makes in Easy A when she gets the Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits? That is the, ugh, yum. Yeah, that is, that is the face you make when you smell these holiday smells. I love her. Her facial expressions, man. Uh, there is actually a YouTube video where you can watch that like two second clip on a eight hour loop. Oh it's amazing. Anyways, go buy Rin's candles and wax melts. And wax melts. It's amazing. It smells amazing. And again, use the code How Fire Whiskey Felt and you will get thirty percent off your offer. Woohoo! I can't stop melting Doria. I haven't switched it out. I can't stop. I won't stop. It's so good. Sorry, not sorry. Doria and fishy green ale. The only two things that are good involving green mint and blueberry. That's what it's called, by the way. Fishy green ale. Yes. 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 Anyway, the dead of time. Uh, Maya was saying that Remus couldn't have possibly corrupted her since he waited a year to even kiss her. Um, and... Uh, which was very romantic, if I do remember. Remus muttered. Maya smiled sweetly up at him. Love, I'm not criticizing anything about you, she said with a wink. 
James grimaced and swatted lightly at her. Don't you... Don't wink at him. No winking. Don't you wink at him in front of me after what? Will you and he and and Padfoot do? One of his eyes closed on itself and James yawned, trailing off in thought. Remus, the sober up potion, please? Maya pleaded with her friend. He stays, James yelled, suddenly awake again. They can't just use my sister and get away with it. I have to do something. Snot right. Snot right. <laughs> it's literally spelled snot right. Uh, it's not right. I didn't use her, Remus yelled, suddenly more angry than he had been since Maya arrived. She frowned at the sight, realizing that in his drunken stupor, James had crossed a very firm line. I loved her. With everything, I, I, he stammered and locked eyes with Maya before turning away from them and storming across the room. Gonna marry her then, Mooney? James muttered as Maya affectionately brushed hair from his face. Planning her betrothal for her? Sirius wondered amusedly. Not gonna let my sister get a reputation like the other girls you go around shagging, Sirius. James glared up at his best friend. She's better than that. Sirius recoiled from the words and looked down, guilt plastered across his face. Jamie, Maya chided. No one else knows about Sirius. These are your best friends, and you know they would never do anything to hurt me. Please stop overreacting, especially since there are more important things to worry about. Like what? Like, for instance, how did you find out that I've had sex with them? She finally asked, glad that no more threats were being issued between the three boys. I don't imagine either of them was stupid enough to tell you. She glared at Sirius with a raised brow, and he shook his head. So either you walked in on them talking about it, or... Peter told me, James confessed. Of course he did, she hissed. And how did Peter find out? Did you tell him? She looked at Sirius and Remus, who had rejoined the conversation now that he had a chance to collect himself. No, Sirius answered. I never told anyone except Sirius, Remus Evans. replied. Sirius nodded. Same here. Who all have you told about us? Only Lily, Maya whispered. I love that you called her Evans. It makes me happy. Um... James looked up with bright eyes. Evans was here? Did she say anything about me? Maya rolled her eyes at her brother. Not now, Jamie. How do we know she didn't go blabbing? Sirius asked. Because Lily can keep a secret just as well as the four of us can. Better, even. She's known that Remus is a werewolf for years, despite being one of her best friends since childhood. It still took you, she said, glaring a bit at Sirius, being a reckless prat, for Snape to find out. How did Pe how did Peter know? Remus asked. I mean, I knew no, he was the one who blabbed, but I guess I was too worried about prongs to think about it at the time. Which means he's been spying on our conversations. It's been months since I've slept with either of you. Maya looked up at the two wizards, ignoring when Jamie made a face. That means he's had this information for a while and has just been sitting on it until it became useful for some reason. Are we surprised? Rat! 
James chimed in, looking a bit more sober. I don't think Pete would purposefully... Stop trusting Wormtail! Maya yelled, angrily cutting him off. Maya, you're being a little... Sirius began. No! She stood up, furious. She could feel the way her eyes flashed. Amber and her hair sparked, all three boys staring at her cautiously. Either one of two things happened. He overheard you two talking about having sex with me, or he actually witnessed it for himself by shifting around the dorms in his animagus form. Smart. When they did not give her the reaction she wanted, she added, Which means that he's seen us having sex. He's seen me naked. James, er, she almost smiled when she saw the flares of anger light within their eyes. That little, Sirius began, clenching and unclenching his fists. You three deal with it, because if I have to be the one to do it, I'll feed him to Filch's cat, Maya roared, and turned on her heels, storming out of the boys' dormitory and slamming the door behind her. Silence filled the room for a brief minute before an echoing thud signaled that James had blacked out on the floor finally. Sirius let out a loud sigh of relief and walked over to the corner where James had stowed the two stolen wands. Sirius handed over the cypress wand to Remus, who took it gratefully and levitated James up onto his bed. Meanwhile, Sirius hissed in pain as he attempted a quick healing charm on his arm, wishing he could go to Madame Pomfrey to have it treated, but knowing that he could not. How is he to explain having been stabbed by a bloody antler while in his own room? Silently, they began to set the room back in order. There's not much they could do about the marks on the walls, but it was easy enough to repair the windows and the curtains and clean up the blood from the floors. We need to talk, Mooney. Can it wait? Remus sighed, collapsing into his bed once he adjusted the mattress. Sirius ignored him. Are you angry that I shagged Maya? No, Remus replied after a long moment of silence. I told you before when you told me what happened. I'm just... I'm not angry. I'm not. Sirius made a disbelieving sound. Remus. A little angry, Remus conceded in frustration. But I've no right to be. I'm not upset with you or her, just... The whole werewolf mate thing? Remus nodded. It should have been her. She's perfect in every way, except... Except that... Yeah. Sirius nodded and sat down at the foot of Remus's bed, running a hand through his hair in discontentment. What does that mean? Like, being upset. No, I mean, she's perfect at everything except that. Oh, she's not Remus's mate. Because Tonks is. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. So Tonks is the mate, and we know that, but... Okay. He uh, just hasn't met her yet. Ooh, ooh, that was super toned up. My voice kind of cracked on that one. <laughs> in a bad space. It like my voice broke. I'm like going through. I'm going through puberty while pregnant, guys. <laughs> in a bad space. It's like second wave puberty where my voice just randomly cracks. It's really bad. It actually happens on occasion. I don't like it. Anyway, it's probably just because I keep talking in a really deep voice. I'll stop rambling and keep reading. Stop staring at me like that. Um. It must suck to feel like you have no choice in who you end up with. He said the words to Remus, knowing that he was really talking to himself. Daria telling him about the soul bond had put him in a state of confusion and stress. If I end up with a mate at all, Remus complained, it's rare. Beyond rare. I haven't met many wolves in my life, but my dad has. None of them had ever found their mates. 
What if you had a choice? Sirius asked. I don't. Fuck that. Sirius stood glowering. You say you don't think you'll ever find your mate, so you're content to just let yourself be alone for the rest of your life? I'm not alone, Remus retorted. Clearly, I can't even get a moment with myself with you around. Really, I'm fine. I have friends, I have you, Wormtail, Prongs, and Maya. And when she doesn't want to fuck you anymore? Sirius challenged, his tone dark and bitter. Remus reacted immediately by sitting up and growling, his eyes sharp and flashing gold. That's not a problem. We haven't. Not in a long time. You shouldn't worry about me. Worry about you, and Maya, and probably Prongs, considering what happened tonight. Sorry, the plumber is here, and he's being uh, really loud. I was like, I hear things in the background. Oh. You shouldn't worry about me. Worry about you, and Maya, and probably Prongs, considering what happened tonight. Sirius fumed. I am worrying about Maya. Remus, she loves you. Remus shook his head. Not like that. Yes, like that. You love her, right? He asked, staring ahead while Remus looked away, his now green eyes drawn to a spot on the floor. Sirius would have thought that Remus was petrified had he not been able to see the way his shoulders moved as he took in slow, deep breaths. Answer me, Mooney. Of course I love her. Remus stood and stared icily down at Sirius's face. I've been in love with her for years, but it doesn't matter. It fucking should. You shouldn't have... Uh, you, sh you didn't have a choice to become a werewolf. You should have a choice in who you bloody seal your life to. You were able to defend your past relationship with her against her brother. He gestured to the unconscious James on the bed who was already snoring. Why aren't you willing to fight for her? Because it's pointless, Remus admitted angrily. It doesn't matter how I feel or what I want because being a werewolf took that choice away from me. Then take it back, Sirius kicked the trunk at the foot of Remus's bed in anger. Remus raised a brow. Why are you forcing this? Don't you want her? Or was she just some piece of... Sirius clenched his fists. Finish that sentence, Mooney, and I'll break your fucking jaw. Then explain. Sirius took in a deep breath and moved across the room, plopping down on his bed and pressing his palms into his eyes in frustration. I want her happy and safe. She's not safe with me, and it's my... He paused and then corrected himself. It's our job to make sure she's safe and happy. Remus sighed. Serious? So I'm declining a phone call from my mother. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. So I'm forcing the issue because I want to make her happy. She was happy with you, and if she and I end up together in the end... He frowned, wondering if that was even a possibility. Soulbound or not, they were in the middle of a war and he had a target on his back. I will always wonder if it's because she wanted you and didn't think she had a choice, and she'll wonder that too. She wouldn't get back together with me. Remus shook his head. She made her decision. You didn't have a choice, Sirius said, narrowing his eyes. You told her you had a maid out there somewhere. She did the honorable thing by stepping out of the way. Actually, Remus cleared his throat, flushing pink. We were still... I mean, we weren't dating or anything, but we were still together for months afterwards. We both just figured we might as well be together physically until I found my mate or until you pulled your head out of your house. <laughs> That's not a 
good plan. <laughs> that never works. You can't do that. I mean, like, it kind of worked. In the magical world, but in the muggle world, that doesn't oh, work, yeah. is no, what I'm much. saying. Like, what the? We'll just, we'll just be together until, like, the person you want, the person I want, or, like, no, it doesn't work like that. Magic's fun, kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, you're still walking a mate, and my head feels pretty stuck, so why aren't you together? What's with the bullshit about sleeping together if you're not going to date her? You only do that if you're shagging other people, and I know the two of you are exclusive up until, until that shit with Snivellus. Remus shrugged. Seemed less messy. For you or for her? Both. Plus, he added with a heavy sigh, looking across the room, it'll probably keep prongs off both of our backs if you at least attempt to make an honest woman out of her. Remus chuckled. Believe it or not, I'm a little more afraid of Maya than I am of prongs right now. Sirius smirked. That's because you're the smart one. And that's the chapter. And even with re-recording sections, we are at 56 minutes and 45 seconds. High five, Kat. High five. Yeah, Good job. Good job. Good episode. Yeah. We recorded together. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And actually a lot less digressions when we're actually in person. And we also have like a 15-minute car ride to talk about things before we get here. Oh, my God. But uh, we'd like to take a moment to thank our Fox-level Patreons. We really appreciate everything you guys do. You're amazing. We would like to thank our Fox level supporters. We have Rachel, Becky, Jackie, Rebecca, Carissa, Sandra, Leanne, Michelle, Cassie, Chelsea, Amber, Ryder, Melanie, Ryland, Crystal, Connie, Heather, Chelsea, Claire, Ashley, Emma, Sarah, Amara, Audrey, Roshan, Jillian, Shannon, Nevi, Martina, Shelby, Sarah, Paige, Dan, Tyler, Amanda, Miranda, Samantha, Caitlin, Danielle, Rin, Kara, Aidy, Laura, Olivia, and Jade. Cat's eyes are so big. Also, fun fact, normally when I do the, we're going to thank our Fox Level Patreons, I usually do like a do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do, do, do. And I like do a little sing thing for Hannah Beth for, to like put the put the names over. So <sighs> we have fun. We have fun when we record. You guys don't know the half of it. It's Hannah Beth knows. Yeah. Hannah Beth knows. I like those random text messages. I almost spit my drink. That makes me happy. <laughs> what the Just- fuck were you guys doing? <laughs> I just feel like y'all should appreciate, like, I laugh this much during editing. So, like, you're like, she's dying. Yeah, that that's me normally editing. My kid can tell when that, my husband can tell when I'm editing something because he's like, are you okay? What's so funny? Never fails. So. Just two super awesome people. Two super awesome people who have super awesome fans and super awesome baby on the way. Woohoo! <sighs> cool. Cool. We did it. Yes. This bump. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, lots of exciting things. Thank you so much for joining us on yet another Fire Whiskey and Honey episode. And Kat, we will see you next Fire Whiskey Friday. Ka-chow.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shyalani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.